cliffcentral.com. Welcome back to Wedding Central. We are back in the studio. I feel like we've been gone for such no, wow. a long, long time. <laughs> it's been a busy two weeks. Yeah, it's been a busy two weeks. Karen Kawi, Karen really just like absorbed all us, of us. Right? Absorbed and you had us. quite a hectic wedding. Yeah, no, it was, it was crazy, but we have survived. We're alive. <laughs> Good to be back in the studio this week. Really, really excited to have Edward Chamberlain Bell from Jersey Style. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Fabulous. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself because I, I see you can we I don't I don't really know what to call you so like is it a socialite or is it an influencer what is it I that think you call you yourself I think you can call me anything most people normally do I don't see myself <laughs> really <as> anything <laughs> are you sure easy, you want to be called easy. anything <laughs> it's the things that people call me behind my back that actually amuse me the most oh really <laughs> I don't see myself as a socialite I don't have the wardrobe I'm no uh-huh. Jane Sue I don't see myself as an influencer personally I hate that word I think uh-huh. it's overused mm. and it's over applied I really just think between social media and blogging, I've actually created a profile for myself that just resonates with people. Right, okay. right, right, which is fabulous. And um, the I reason know. why, is, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lovely life to live. Um, but the reason why we've really brought you in is to really, because a big part of your job is to actually attend functions and events in and around Joburg, in and around South Africa. Almost on right. a daily basis. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, and which we're on me, the other side. We're, we're hosting or we're organizing. Back of house. Yeah, we're running. the functions. Yes. I bitch about them. <laughs> well, so I don't know if it's a good idea we have him in, in the studio um, because Edward was at uh, our our function last week where we hosted Colin Cowie and we thought oh should we get him in should we not right. is he going to give us the good bad and the ugly yeah. Um, so yeah I thought we would get you in to, to get your feedback on on the experience that you had. Mm. I must admit, I was quite reluctant to go to Colin Cowie when I was invited, but obviously mm. it's Colin Cowie, so it's brand association. Right. He is the top of his game, so I thought if I can just get a selfie or a picture with him, I went. Mm. And also, SA School of Weddings has always invited me to really great upmarket exclusive, and you have given me exclusive invitations mm. that I've really appreciated. So I thought, take one for the team. But I <laughs> was, you see, you weren't really excited to come. I wasn't. Well, I told your PR, Daniela Franciscas from Pink Vanilla, mm. that I was expecting a day of endless bridal prints and bouquets, <laughs> and I just thought there's not going to be anything in it for right. me. Can I ask? Can I just jump in there? Yes. Why would that? Why would that particularly bore you? Because I also think that you know maybe any men that are listening to the show might be thinking, "Shucks, anything that anything my wife drags me to that has wedding in it um, must be that kind of." Why is that like? A bore. Why is that like not your cup of tea? Well, I think if you ask Why any would man who's been that? married once, once is enough. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually told my husband when we get divorced, he can keep the house, but I'm keeping the name. <laughs> now, I'm actually being a bit facetious right. because I just thought SA School of Weddings, what is it going to be about? It's going to be about cakes and wedding dresses and flowers. Mm. I just had that, and it's a bit short sighted of me, and that was just my opinion. Mm. But I was completely blown away because the morning started with a social media workshop. I love social media. So that mm. instantly resonated with right, me. I found right. it very informative. You had a and also they didn't talk about social media for weddings. They talked about social, social media, media etiquette in general, mm-hmm. which they wrapped up very neatly about certain protocols at weddings. Should you photograph the bride and post it without mm. her permission? Mm. This is her day. Mm. And, and the timing of posting. The timing of posting. Let the bride break the mm. news and set the tone. So I thought that was very interesting. And 
I know we're all guilty of this when we post pictures. We post the best-looking pictures of ourselves. That's mm. it. And they said, this is the one time you post the best-looking picture yeah. of Ryan. Yes. Yeah. So it was little refinements like that that actually sort of gave me a lot of insight yeah. that I thought I found very relevant. I was, I inter- I'm interested to know from you and Tombi because you obviously were right. there in the in the talk. I completely, I was yeah. like running back all over. House, running back of house. Oh. Yeah. You know, um, I think in the wedding industry, we are quite good at our social media. Right. And, you know, what did you take away from it? You know, for, for me and, you know, when I spoke to some of the guests there, I think guests like Edward who were on the guest side of things. Yeah would take a lot more from it because yeah. it was a lot of information from the other side. Yeah. But from our side in terms of um, suppliers, the social media side, yeah, yeah. The social media side um, from our side in terms of suppliers, it's a very different approach. Yeah. You wouldn't necessarily post a lot of the couple because it is a privacy thing. Yes. So you try not to post a lot of people yes. in, in the photos because that is an issue of, you know, how much does the couple want you to reveal? Does the couple really want a photo of them kissing yeah. on the thing? Do they want, you know, those moments are so precious to couples that we tend to not post those kinds of pictures. And we wait for the professional images. A lot of the time. Because we we want to make sure our brides look. Because it's a brand thing as well. So, and and, and you find that we're doing a whole, it's it's a wholesome approach in terms of, you know, your decor and the stationery and like all of the elements that make the function, Mm. you know, full. So we took different things from it in terms of, you know, the different platforms Mm. and that kind of thing. Um, Yeah, there was a lot of information in that Mm. sense. So I think everyone could grab something from it. And then we had Sapiwe Moyo, Sapiwe Moyo, and he was, I, I think he, everyone just really enjoyed him because Loved he was, him. what did you feel? I couldn't tell if he was a motivational speaker or, <laughs> or a stand-up comedian <laughs> because he did both jobs so brilliant. Brilliant. What I learned from him, and he was speaking about empowering yourself and moving forward and rising above your the circumstances. Current, mm, yeah. But he did it with so much humor and unexpected wit that people were literally rolling in the aisles, yeah. so yeah. to speak, yeah. the proverbial aisles. Yeah. And that as well, I thought, okay, this is not what I was expecting. Mm. And he wasn't talking about weddings, which no. is more of a motivational speak for the wedding industry. Mm. And even there, I actually took something mm. home yeah. from it. Mm. Which I found was great. Um, I think also, you know, the topic that, you know, when I saw the topic on the agenda, you know, um, David Bloch was the MC, So mm. he was actually taking us through, you know, what to expect or whatever. And I was like, oh, my God. Um, I think it was something about like economic times or, you know, yes. just yes. like – you know, keeping up with what's happening now is like, oh, Jesus Christ, like another time. Du- you know, no, but because everybody's so, you know, gung ho, you know, junk status and, you know, it's this whole depression thing and whatnot. Mm. Um, it, I was just like already exhausted. But he was such a fresh breath, like, what is it, a breath of fresh mm. air and completely entertaining and completely engaging. Mm. Like, you couldn't help but listen to what it is mm. he was saying. Like, I remember I had to even go to the bathroom while he was speaking. I, I tried to hold it till the last, last. <laughs> like, you know, because he was that entertaining, you wanted to get all of that information mm. from him, which was very, very, um, which was very, very nice. I thought as well, something that I find people perhaps maybe do wrong and maybe David, you can um, interject here. People constantly get comedians mm. to come in for functions to do a set on, you know, mm. goodness, whatever they're an MC or whatever the case is. But I found like what, um, like what Edward is saying, I found it very, it was a good way to mix the content with the actual comedy. Mm. I found that that much more, and I've had comedians come into weddings and stuff like that, but I found that, 
the way he mixed the content and it wasn't an outright comedian speaking, I found that so much better mm. than seeing a known comedian and knowing what's going to happen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? What do you find in terms of um, choosing comedians for your function? Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Is it overdone? Like, what do you think? You know, what's your opinion? I think it depends on the kind of function. But generally, I actually also you sometimes see the same comedians using the same material. So that is a risk. But what I do find is the best motivational speakers are the ones who actually inform and educate you. Yes. But not where they bore you to death with um, 10 steps to solve your <laughs> life, but mix some humor in it. And yes. there are a couple of, and don't ask me for the names on the spot, but there are a couple of professional speakers who actually really entertain and engage and amuse. The minute you start boring people, eyes glaze mm. over. But then also you go to where, and it sounds great, pulling a celebrity stand-up comedian, mm. but if I was in the wedding industry, maybe I don't want to hear Trevor Noah repeat everything that he said mm. on yes. Saturday Night Live. I want to get something that I can use my business. Mm. And one thing I took from some Piwe was he told all the event organizers who were there, do not rest on your laurels. People mm. aren't interested in your last job. They're interested in, in your, your next, next job. Mm. And that's what Colin even said. Yeah. You're only yeah. as good. That's, what did he say? You're Somebody only asked him, you're only as good as your like next that. job. And yeah. he's like, what's the function that you're most worried about? And he said the next one. Yeah. Because that's, you know, you can't, you can't really say, oh, wow, that was amazing. Yes. People don't really care. And I think in this day and age, that instant, you know, with social media, everything's so instant. Mm. A function only lasts about a day. Yeah. You post and it gone. and there's likes and stuff and it was great and the moment's gone. And yeah, sure, the couple and the family and, you know, whoever's mm. been through it, they will remember it forever. But, you know, with social media, everyone's like, okay, but we've seen this one. Yeah. Like, come with the next one. You can only push it that far. And, and Edward, with you being at so many functions, whether it be a conference or a social event, what do you find is the biggest mistakes organizers make? The biggest mistake that I, well, my two pet peeves, one is they don't give specific times. Sometimes mm -hmm. they'll say 12 or they'll say 12 for 12, 30, mm -hmm. or they say 12, but they mean 12. Yes. So I think get the, get the time keeping. Mm -hmm. Colin touched on this as well. He won't tolerate a bride who's 15 minutes late. late yeah. So if he can do it, we can all do it. Yeah. Um, oh, South Africans, <laughs> listen, please. It's my people also that are like the huge people. We friends. also work Let's, on African time. Yeah. It's like, well, everybody does it. But I also find it offensive that if I've made time to get to a venue on time and then I have to wait 45 minutes because mm -hmm. the PR or the organizers don't want to move ahead until somebody special has arrived. Yes. And I think, you know what? Start on time, finish on mm. time. Um, that is my biggest mm. and then also be specific if partners are included or not mm. um, if it's work related during work hours mm. I can understand it's mm. business but if it's during social hours especially on a Friday night and mm. I've had a bit of both ways where mm. I've taken my partner and you get a very snippy response we'll put out an extra chair don't yes. worry or you ask, are partners allowed? And they say, no partners. But then when you get there, everybody's Everyone's got, got a, a partner. And you stand there like the social misfit. Mm. Um, this is why I'm always on Twitter so yes. much. I have nobody to talk to. And this is, this is something that I, I, I want to actually ask. For events, and I struggle with it as well. And this is, I, I have a huge phobia of small talk because I'm not good at it yeah. at all. So if I don't really? know, yeah, I, zero. <laughs> I, I talk a lot to people that I know, no, but if I don't know anyone, like whatever. trust, I will gravitate to a dark corner <laughs> with my coffee or alcohol or whatever's you know available. Like your alcohol. Yeah, so yeah. I'm more excited you know? about yeah. the alcohol. And the <laughs> you know, and 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 you know, I'll 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 sit um by myself. Do you think 
if events could, do you think it's advisable that they invite people in pairs rather than... Because another thing is when you look at it from an event point of view, number one, it could be a cost thing. Mm. Number two, it could be they forcing people to network because if I come with mm. my, you know, my crony, chances are I'm not going to talk to anyone else. I'm going to sit with my person. Mm. We're going to, you know, go through the whole day together and that's going to be the end. But if I go by myself, I'm forced to, you know, talk to the person that's next to me or whatever. Mm. But what do you think in terms of invites? Do you think it would be fairer if events considered always inviting in pairs, even during work hours? Because taking a colleague is still better than going alone, even if it's not a partner. Also true. I must admit, I always agree that it is a cost issue because mm. if you can have 10 people costing 10,000 rand and they bring partners, it's mm. now 20,000 yeah. rand. I don't really mind. And also, if, if it's during the day, um, you obviously can't take your life partner, but you can take a colleague. Mm. Which do, And I find it's easier to network with like a wingman. It yeah. is. And I think that everyone enjoys it more I'll tell when, you you have what, a, when you have a partner. With. Yes, if yeah. you have somebody that you know, because then we Come, go let's as go pairs. Come, let's go talk to that person. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you went to engage. Yes. You know what I mean? So how it, it becomes when you're very, by yourself? It, you, you can't, but you're forced. It is a, a forced thing. You have to say, hi, and you've you got to strike up a, a conversation. And especially when you're from somewhere completely different to everyone else or mm. you're in a different workspace or you do something different, different. Industry you know it, it, it can be quite challenging mm. um, but it does force you out of your your mm. comfort zone sorry i jumped in your mouth there <laughs> sorry happens a lot <laughs> especially when they've been drinking i, I'm so I look bad, at it like this regardless of which industry you're in there are always going to be cliques and yeah. there's mm. going to be frenemies and there's going to be enemies and yeah. sometimes you go to an event and people stonewall you mm. other times you go to an event and you're the bell of the bull because you yeah. know everybody yeah. but and just coming back to the cost thing if it's a during the day i appreciate i'm going on my mm. own because it's working hours but if it's at night, and this because I'm Josie style, mm. I'm taking a partner with me because I know that the value I bring to the party is already paying for mm. his meal and his drink. Mm. And it's not as though I know a lot of media are alcoholics and whores. They'll mm. jump at anything that's for free. If I go out in the evening, I generally drink water, and I'm mm. quite a conservative eater, and so is my partner. So it's not as though we're going for a free load. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think, you know what, um, I want to bring my partner you're taking me out of my comfort zone, yeah. out of yeah. my home, out of my family time. So I just say, I'm bringing my partner. That's if you it. don't want me, then, then and normally it. people say, fine, bring a partner. Yeah. Yeah. You can bring a partner. Yeah. <laughs> just going back to the timekeeping. Yeah. Um, from coming from the, the, the other side, right. the biggest challenge we face that, that day is because, um, everyone was enjoying the experience so much. Because, you know, it wasn't like, okay, you're just going to have tea, but you were having tea and there was like a display of eats and everyone just wanted to experience the, the visuals that we had put mm. on. Photograph and everything. the photographs yes. and everything. Do it so it was gram. a challenge for us trying to, I felt like I was constantly herding sheep. Yeah. <laughs> because everyone was like, oh, but I just want to take a photo and I just want to see this and I just want to see that. And it was, it, we, yes, we had allocated time for the movement of the, the, the guests. But it just, everyone was just enjoying their time. So yes, we put out a schedule and we ran, we ran late, mm. but it was because it was guests enjoying the experience. And I think that was a challenge for us. Yes. You know, it's for the first time, I can't even say, you know, I can't even, you know, toot my horn and say mm. I've done it often. For the first time, wedding I most recently did mm. was the first traditional wedding mm. that ran on time according to schedule. Mm. And that's because I almost overscheduled time. Yes. Mm. And if you, you really do need to be realistic that herding 
a hundred people or four hundred people is not something that's going to take five minutes. No, people are very slow to pack up their stuff, move. I want to finish my conversation. I want, you know, and and also you need to consider not everybody eats and drinks at the same rate as you do. Mm. So even with cocktails, I'm having a drink or whatever, but I'm also chatting, enjoying it. Yeah, so it's just you really do almost have to over allocate time for you to be able to run on time. You can't say something's going to be half an hour for 150 people because that's 150 people toilet phone yes. photos gram yeah. interacting about what's just it's too much mm. to try squeeze in so i find that but again i know in theory if you look at a thing and you say tea time for an hour it sounds ridiculous yeah but realistically you know yeah. and again also you don't want to waste people's time because if you're going to say a function is going to go from nine o'clock till mm. six i mean you know edward you attend functions often do they give you an end time do you want to know when the end is if they, they don't give end times, but when they do, it's greatly appreciated because then, okay. and also I like an end time because I've been invited to lunches where I think, okay, this is going to be cool. Like make it an hour and a half and get an hour for traffic or whatever. Mm. And then you find that it's a five course fine dining wine pairing with <laughs> an entry. And it's like the entire say, the whole day. How long is this going to be? It's going to be six hours. And I think, you know, I, I, have to get into the office and now I'm doubly annoyed because I didn't know it was mm, going to be such mm. a protracted but if I'd known I could take the day off and I can plan my mm, schedule. Yeah. Other times I've gone to launches where expecting great things we're seeing an hour they say thank you here's your parking ticket and you think <laughs> I drove all the way to Bramfontein for an hour yeah. for you to talk about something that you really didn't tell me much about. So I just think it's, it's common courtesy and and I see it as a double-edged sword. Mm. A, for event planners, is people arrive late and then they complain that something went overtime. Mm. But then I also think, and not just, I'm not just speaking from a media perspective, I'm speaking as a person who goes out a lot generally, yes, yeah. is I like to know, arrive at 6 for 6.30, mm-hmm. you may bring your partner, we expect the evening to be over mm. by half past 10. Mm. If you like to stay to network, Join us you for may. an after party. And then you can say, because I always feel awkward arriving late, leaving early mm. and apologizing. Yes. It's like, if I know it's going to be four hours, I can say I'll be there. Yeah. Um, and I don't think people mean it in a mean way. Sometimes I think people plan these. I was invited to a dinner in the sky. So obviously the logistics of dinner up and dinner down. Yeah. Toilets and... It just dragged. And I was like this. I was on tenterhooks thinking, I have to get into the office. I don't yeah. have time to be swinging in the sky. <laughs> um, I'm ready to come down now, please. Um, so I just sometimes think like, and for me it's very important, give us an agenda so we know what is going to yes. happen. And I think we touched on this earlier. Mm. How do you tell people what they can look forward to without ruining the surprise. Yes. So, so important. That whole managing of expectations because giving somebody a full agenda, and the thing is also in agendas also can be double-sided because um, you read a certain thing, like for example, the weddings and whatnot, and you think, oh my God, I don't want to go because of the agenda. But you get there and it's completely different. Yeah. How do you... How do you appropriately manage your guests' expectations? Because you want them to be excited, you know, but at the same time, you Not still want them to get, yeah, 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 you still want to have like an element of surprise. It's a tricky question, but I'm imagining is if you say 12.30 cocktails, one o'clock presentation, mm. uh, break for lunch, do something, lucky draw. Mm. You don't have to go and tell them the lucky draw is going to be a bottle of Mouette, and you okay. don't have to tell them that the guest speaker is going to be Gareth Cliff, mm. for example. Um, so you can still tell them this is what is happening, but then leave an element of surprise. Mm. And one thing I do want to touch, because I know we're going to jump on to Colin Cowie quickly, mm. 
the one thing that really impressed me about what SA School of Weddings did with the Colin Cowie as good as gold. Mm. Normally a lot of the and it's par for the course. Normally you go to a lot of these conventions or workshops and you expect the sponsors and the suppliers to talk endlessly about how committed they are to the environment and mm. what they're doing for <laughs> uplifting and you think, you know, really it's just like PR mm. speak. The one thing that I noticed with all the fabulous speakers, including yourself, and if you look at all the food, I mean, there was like welcome drinks and snacks. Mm. There's a morning tea. There's lunch, which is extended as mm. well. Mm. And then there's an afternoon tea and there's cocktails. I mean, I just went for the food. I mean, if I think really? about it, yeah. I was quite glad. But not once did SA School of Weddings get up. Either of you ladies get up and start talking about what a wonderful job you're doing. Mm. You did it here and introduced Colin. You mm. had MCs. There wasn't branding and signage anywhere as far as I could tell. Mm. SS- there was. There was definitely branding on all the sponsors, but it was it was subtle. It was very subtle. Yeah. Mm. And it was on the agenda. Mm. And it was only when I was leaving and I thought, not only did I learn a lot, not only did I gain a lot, um, but there was none of this. We are SA School of Weddings. We Wedding Central. Mm-hmm. This is how fantastic we are. Mm-hmm. And I thought, and the same could be said for Pink Vanilla, is mm. actions speak louder than words. Mm. You don't have to tell people how fantastic you are. Mm. But when I looked at your displays, I looked at the food. Um, I looked at the variety of the mm. food. I mean, you had, or just to say, five food breaks. Mm. And then also the flowers and the fire dancers. Mm. Is I was looking at certain things and I thought, yeah, if I were to get married again, Maybe not if, when I get married again. <laughs> this is the kind of event that I would like organized where mm. it's not in your face, but everything speaks volumes. Mm. Yeah, mm. That to me, I thought was very impressive. And everything is done purposely. So then my question to you is... Whereas for- a lot of people, sorry to interrupt mm. you, a lot of people were, were kept saying to me, why didn't you go up and say something? I was like, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, for me, I think it, it was a great taste thing. And yeah. for me, the thing is, all of the speakers, most of the speakers that got up did pay tribute. You know, mm. Kylie, thank you so much. It's mm. an excellent function, mm. da, da, da. So people were very much aware mm. of, of the presence of the SA School of Weddings and how the whole function came to be, etc. But this is one function which I think was done really tastefully well where it wasn't in your face. And I think people appreciate it because there's, there really is nothing worse than walking into a function. And you, you forget what the function is even about because there are 18,000 sponsors mm. and everybody's got business cards and flyers and all kinds of things. Mm. And you just can't get past that to, to get to the actual whatever the, 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 content. the content of the function is. Mm. But what do you think? How can an event organizer who's doing a function that is sponsored, do you think sponsors can easily buy into something where they don't have so much face time, so to say, with, with the guests or, you know, it, it's, so, it's not so in your face? How do you think or do you think sponsors need to start being aware that that is not perhaps as much appreciated as perhaps being subtly in the background and maybe more shown on social media or like how does one then rope sponsors in or what would you say to sponsors to pay attention for? Perhaps this is maybe a way of moving forward. I often tell people nobody wants to hear you talk for more than 15 minutes. So mm. I'm quite grateful you ladies are giving me 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but I often tell people it's like people are aware who the wine is from, who the sponsor is, mm. if the signage is there. And also when the invitation comes mm. out in kind collaboration with a particular mm. company, mm. generously sponsored by so-and-so, people are happy. And if it's a really great event and people are looking for entertainment mm. value, if it's a really great event, they'll go and they'll tell people, this is a really great event and it was sponsored by Celsi. Mm. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to mention their names. Okay, um, all good. 
people know. And one thing that I often find, because I often do a lot of social media foodie meetups, and we'll have a wine sponsor come on board. And initially people would say, the wine is being sponsored by a certain vineyard. They would just, just as my worst word, they would just like to share a bit about uh. their wine during courses. And the first two times it is fine, but you get served your food, and now the sommelier or the vineyard or the winemaker mm. want, just wants two minutes to tell you about the berries and the cherries. <laughs> and I think my food is getting cold. I know where the wine is from. from. I know what it tastes like. Mm. And maybe when you've picked up your menu, all the wine is kindly sponsored by a particular mm. I went to a cabinet tasting yesterday between those six cabinets they all tasted the same except the one I remember exactly who sponsored it I don't need to be told mm. so I, and I feel it's a difficult position because PR is obviously there to sell their company 100%. government is the worst um, companies will say we want oh FaceTime but government are not going to come to especially the higher powered yes. MECs I was going to say MCCs yeah. <laughs> more of a foodie than a <laughs> Especially the uh-huh. highways, they have to talk, talk, talk. And I think people mm. have got very short attention spans. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Give them a punchy soundbite in five minutes and everybody's happy. Yeah. And that way I think brands actually build up or endear themselves to people. It's like, thank heavens they didn't spend the whole evening talking about mm. themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's definitely a way to go. I think sponsors, um, you know, companies in general really do need to um, see a different way of interacting with guests when they sponsor certain functions. I think social media is a huge mm. thing and anything that you can do perhaps afterwards. I mean, the goodie bag is always a great place to put all your goods and stuff in there, but I really don't think FaceTime is a must. You know, you have the photo booth, with her, which I think worked great at the Colin Cowell because you have everyone's details there. And, the, and like, you know, Edward is saying, you were constantly aware of who was involved, and mm. you know the social media and creating a hashtag, which is another thing that I wanted to to, to ask you about. You know, the creating a hashtag and creating that awareness makes it much easier for then the sponsors to interact mm. with people. Because if somebody says, "Oh, enjoying a lollipop from wherever," mm. then it's quite easy to you know retweet yeah. or interact or you know. Oh, that hashtag! I mean, the hashtags work phenomenally well because it was also nice to see everyone else's images, mm. and you were able to network that way as well. Hundred um, percent, and see who's at at the function because a lot of times you know with social media you have a lot of social media friends but you don't actually know them in real life yes you know social media at least connects you and you can say oh this person's actually here let me go find them or whatever the case is um creating a hashtag for for an event how far in advance do you start and you know how easy do you need to make it because i find especially with wedding hashtags people you know spend you know couples spend this time trying to figure out this really beautiful meaningful hashtag and then you find that when you try search the hashtag maybe four people have used it because everyone kind of makes their own because they know the bride they know the groom they call them something else or you know it becomes a thing how far in advance like do you start with the invitation and start mm. putting the hashtag out. Absolutely. Like, Carly's nodding her head. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From, so, from the get-go, from the save the dates. Like, but which one is it? Because we had As Good As Gold. Then we had Colin Cowie. No, it was always Colin Cowie JHB 2017. Really? Yeah. See, I knew it the other way around. But which, how do you decide? How do you, how do you decide what's the easiest hashtag to go with? I like to play around with different hashtags for different reasons. Sometimes okay. I just want simplicity. Sometimes I like to create the longest looking hashtag. So if it trends, it takes up two lines on Twitter. Ah, but yeah. that's personal vanity. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, I'm not taking up one line, I'm taking up two. But if it's a business event or if it's, but I think also if it's important to get a trend mm. in, 
your guests are going to be drinking, they're going to be forgetful, is make your hashtag as simple as possible. possible. And I think even if one of my hashtags, if you don't mind, a shameless punt mm. is hashtag Dine Jersey style. Mm. I like that because that is my brand, that is my blog, that is everything that I do. And it tells you what I do. I'm eating mm. out. Theoretically, I could also make it hashtag DJS, which is a lot shorter. Right. Um, and if people are really curious enough, they'd click on and see, oh, it's all about food. Um, mm. So, I mean, you can play around with it either way. We did a social media activation for a wine company the other night, and we thought it was going to go very well. It appears everybody arrived a lot earlier, started drinking a lot sooner um. on an empty stomach. Food only came out three hours later. So by the time we started trying to explain what the hash, what a hashtag was, let alone what it mm. was, people were done. Far gone. So we just dropped it down to a five-word hashtag just to get it out. So I think if you want your hashtag to trend, you've got to tell people well in advance there's okay. no confusion. And then also keep it as simply as possible because a lot of people – I don't want to say a lot of people in this country are semi-literate, but a lot of <laughs> a lot of people in this country are semi-literate, right. even after they've passed matric. So right. trying to get them to spell words correctly. Mm. I even had to look up Colin Kai. Is it a double L? Is it one yeah, L? Yeah, with an E or yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So it's like find it a way to keep it as simple as possible, as, to be as effective easy. as possible. Yeah. And as well, um, then putting the hashtag all over so people can see it wherever they are. Because I mean, at the event you had it like at registration, you have it kind of all over the place. Do you think that's that's a yes or that's a no? That's a yes. Yeah, easily so. Absolutely. Yeah, easily <laughs> so because people, yeah, seriously, people constantly ask what's the hashtag and yeah. people, are, and what I find is that people walk into functions with their phones. You cannot ignore having a hashtag at yeah. your function. It's, it's a definite, especially if you want people. Now my question is, how do you get a function to trend? Are you purely dependent on, um, are you, you get a hundred, hundred tweets, isn't it? And it's over 100, it starts to... No, no, you can actually have a lot less. I've had events that have trended with just four people um, around a dinner table and not even tweeting hysterically. Just yeah. like a couple... Of, I, know, I always say well, a couple of things, this double-edged sword for me is it also depends what's happening on the day. Yeah, um, yes. What you're competing yeah. with. When fees must fall, I just knew nobody's going to train that day. <laughs> it doesn't matter how special you yeah. think. No, no, yeah. no, definitely so not. So it depends what's happening and also how active you can be and who's involved. Mm. It's not difficult to trend. And I also think like at a wedding, if you've got 50 to 100 people, if they can just push it out there, yeah. get it trending. I don't think it's appropriate to try and make a wedding trend. Yeah. Uh, but, no, but, I wouldn't want that. But yeah. if the bride wants it and she wants to trend, so be it. Yeah. The other thing that I find with, and maybe not so much with weddings, but with events, mm. I know there are a lot of people on social media who will tweet like they're on steroids, but mm. I find their content mundane and it's got nothing of value. My pet hate is when you see somebody who calls themselves a foodie and they go to a restaurant, they'll say steak, egg and chips. And I think, well, is it well done? Is it nice? Mm. Is the sauce, is it good? Is it bad? It's like, I, I, can, I recognize steak, egg and chips. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can see it. We can all see it, but what is it like? Yeah. What yes. are you telling Explain us? Tell the experience. The experience yeah. Yeah. Sell it to me. But it's just like steak, egg and chips and it's done. The other thing that I find with hashtags and with a lot of events, I think hashtags, whether it's for a corporate or a bridal, needs to be tasteful. There's nothing is a kiss mm. of death to me that when I go to an event and they tell me, the person who tweets the most will win a trip to Mauritius. Oh, yeah. Because the minute I hear that, I think my followers are more important than a trip to Mauritius. Oh. I hope my sorry. I hope my followers. <laughs> I want my Jersey stylers on social media to know that 
me not spamming them is more important than going to Mauritius. 100%, yeah. yeah. I'll put in one or two tweets. And I think this is when you're talking about influencers. Mm. A lot of people don't know their value. And maybe I'm being narcissistic. But I often tell people my value when I go to an event is not to make your hashtag trend and mm. not to tweet about it a 100,000 times mm. in the evening. That people become bored. Yeah. My value is the fact I'm there. I enjoyed mm-hmm. X amount of things. And I'll c- continue the conversation and the narrative over the next couple of days. Mm. But I also want to enjoy myself. So I'm not tweeting like yeah. Megatron. What is screen in I your mean, face? Uh, you've obviously been to functions where you don't enjoy them. Do you put that out there? I have. I went to... <laughs> I'd love to show your face on none. <laughs> I'm trying so hard to say no, but as you said it, I just thought... I have been... I, I try not to do it anymore, but I thought it was being very funny. I went to a launch, and I waited 45 minutes, and the barman didn't even know that the cocktail in front of him was for people. And, oh, Jesus. And I had to say, cocktail, people. Give me one. Did oh, I have to no find word. a way to, and I couldn't make eye contact. And that same thing, we weren't allowed to bring partners, but everybody had partners. And as I was, and also I was getting cranky because I didn't eat anything. Mm. So as I was leaving, I thought, I don't know if, what, if I'm allowed to say what I want to say, but I thought, mm. enough of this. As I left, I went, that's an appalling launch, and I tagged their hashtag, and I tagged the company. 60 seconds later, the PR company called and said that they're very upset that I'm upset. And I said, I'm good. I'm glad you're upset that I'm upset. Mm. By some strange quirk of fate, it was a sushi launch, and there was another sushi launch that I'd also been invited to at a rival hotel. So I went there and tagged all their sushi. Miserable-looking sushi, but I tagged it nonetheless. Right. Um, that got me kicked off their media list for a year. And then a little bit later, somebody got me back onto the media list. Mm. But I have had a couple of times where I've actually gone to an event. And I'm not the kind of person who's critical or tries to be bitch. Yeah. I just try to be, this is the, the truth. Real, the mm. real, mm. Real I waited 45 minutes and I couldn't get a cocktail. I think that deserves yeah, a treat. 100%. I'm also finding social media, we a lot of people are losing authenticity. Yeah. I find it. I find social media all about it's lies. Some of it, mm. it's like all about the fabulosity, and then there's nobody ever talks yeah. about the bad side of it. Yeah, they yeah. talk about themselves it's being there, yeah. yeah, not the event. So, mm. and I've actually found a couple of times where, and sometimes I have said one or two things that maybe Pierre would have preferred me not to, to say. say yeah. I also use a lot of humour, so you can take it a long way. But a lot of people say the fact that you can say this was an appalling launch, or you're tired of waiting. Or you've been waiting for it, or there's a mess up with the tickets. Right. Nothing kills me. When you mm. get to an event and they don't know who you are and they don't have tickets. Mm. And I'll tweet this because I'm not going to wait. Yeah. And people say, because you do actually say the truth and you speak your mind, when you do say something is fabulous, we really do believe yeah. it is fabulous. Because yeah, it's authentic, yeah. 100%. Is it important, now I'm speaking for um, event organizers, when you. Like yourself. Like myself, <laughs> but um, you know, when you are when you are looking at a function and now starting to invite media, number one, is it very important that you get a lot of media there, no matter what, or is it very important that you choose who actually comes in terms of the media and you know because um, you don't have control over what people say, but like what you're saying, I, I really appreciate the fact that you know you have a following, and I'm sure you know Daniela is aware of mm. what the impact of your value is at a function and that kind of thing. And, I'm and, pretty sure Daniela is very well yes, aware. Yes, yes. So you know it worked to her advantage, but um, 
how do you you know how do you select who exactly comes to your to your function or do you just some have um i don't even know i'm sure you know like there's i want to say like a rubbish thing or not I, i'm not too sure but there's like shrashui which is like I don't know. It's very below the like the the mandate. It's not good quality. Um, the fabric. No, no, not shui. Shui. It's like a. It's a. I, I don't even know if it's a person or if it's just a brand. But they basically a gossip column on a Sunday newspaper, and that for me is very low budget or not appropriate. You PR wouldn't want to, have. to invite. Yeah, him you wouldn't to want function. to. Have, but I feel like some people have him there at very big functions just for the sake of having him there. So I'm trying to figure out how do you invite. The right media. How do you choose the right media for your actual function? I always go for quality over quantity. And I find a lot of times, and I have been to events where they've had like 30 media people and social mm. media influencers who couldn't get the hashtag off the ground Ish. without Viagra. And, <laughs> and I've also hosted media events where I've had four very influential people mm. who had it trending. Not only... Actually, three, if you don't mind me saying it. Mm. Three people who not only had a hashtag trending at number one, it was trending for number one, and I got a research in the morning. Mm. And for myself as a foodie, when I go to foodie events, is I don't sound disparaging, but when you see people are going to Starbucks and Krispy Kremes, and this is their benchmark mm. of fine dining, when you suddenly see them at Saxon, oh, God, everything is so lovely. I've never <laughs> seen food like this before. I've never. And I think... Doesn't work. Yeah. Um, I also find a lot of media, specifically with foodies, um, there are certain very respected editors who get invited to foodie launches, but they create recipes for their magazines. Uh, They're not going to share your recipes. So okay. I think sometimes you need to cherry pick and with, find the right person. Mm. And it's the same with skincare. Is if a beauty blogger's range is limited to the entire contents at um, L'Oreal. You're not going to believe her authenticity when she suddenly starts raving about, um, I'm going to say QMS because I'm the mm. brand ambassador, mm. when she suddenly starts raving about a prestigious brand. So I think find out what the person's narrative is, what their dialogue is about. Mm. And I was very amused a while ago because some people were going to eating Haagen-Dazs for breakfast because it's so healthy for you. <laughs> and I thought it's only healthy for you if you only eat salads for the rest of the day because the saturated yeah. fat in a small little Haagen-Dazs is quite nasty. Sure. The following week, they were all doing spirulina shots because their health is important to them. And oh, I thought, my word. I'm looking for consistency. I'm yeah. looking for dialogue. I'm looking for authenticity. Yes. I think that's the word. So mm. get the right people. And for myself, I'm not blowing my own horn, but well, I am. <laughs> but I was invited to a fruit-flavored wine and i know my followers okay what i do at home the privacy of my own home is nobody's right. business mm. i know my followers are not going to be interested in me drinking a fruit flavored wine so i declined and i've also been invited to other events where i thought my followers expect me to eat not a fine dining but a generally a artisanal sort of diet a healthy eating mm. an awareness a mm. consciousness if i suddenly start going to fast food restaurants and exactly. gushing oh, i've never been so amazed by a burger in my entire life well that's not me so mm. i just think that is not the kind mm. of event that mm. I need to go to. So your caliber, your, your, your choice. I love that word. Yeah. Say it again. Say it <laughs> caliber. again. My caliber. Yeah. Um, now I want to know what are things that, um, what are things that make a function not work? So sometimes, yes, it looks great and there's all these fabulous things, but what are things that particularly 
work well for the guest experience. Like, for example, you mentioned the whole ticket thing and there's not a ticket and, you know, there's no one at, you know, maybe there's no registration desk or whatever the case is. And this could also help perhaps even brides because I find mm-hmm. sometimes you focus so much on the aesthetics that you forget about, for example, your seating chart. And the seating chart can really spoil somebody's mood if they are at the wrong table or they've been left off the seating chart or like people just really want to have a cadenza. You misspell their name. You know, or it's the wrong title. You know what I mean? Doctor, it's a miss or, you know, mm. whatever, misses versus, mm. you know, those kinds of things. But what are particular things that make a function from a guest point of view more successful, flow easier, make the experience, you know, amazing? I think you Besides la- the aesthetic, sorry. I think you ladies be more aware of this than I am, but very often it's the unseen things that actually contribute towards a really successful event. Mm. It's not about the flowers and the lighting and the music and the food. It's about the flow of the evening. And I find from, from arrival, mm. sometimes you go to events and like the ladies who are checking you in at reception aren't very warm and welcoming. Mm. They must treat you with disdain. Mm. Yeah. Put that smile on your face, whether you like it or not. Suck it up. Yeah, Suck yeah. It up. Oh, paste it on. And even if you don't know who the person is, so nice to see you. How mm. are you doing? Um, is it for one or two? What is your name? Just mm. get the details. Get the cocktail in their hand. Mm. Get them moving. Mm. Intr- introduce them to somebody. Yes. Uh, often if I find people on there. That's the- great. That's great. You think everybody knows each other. But they yeah. I've also found that a couple of events, because we've all been that person who's got nobody to talk to. So Mm. I've also tried to talk to people I've seen standing on their own, Mm. and they sort of look away. And I think, Goodness, Rachel, I'm narrow-minded of you. Sometimes great PR can actually just smooth it and say, Mm. I'd like you to meet somebody. And And they connect Then it's up to you. But I also found the minute that there are delays, um, that ruins an evening. And then also there's too much self-talk or self-preach. We know Mm. we're there for a Mm. launch, but make it fun and entertaining. Mm. Um, And I was thinking about this the other day. One of the best launches that I've been to, in addition to the Colin Cowie as good as gold, (laughs) ironically enough, was a mug and bean launch. Now, everybody knows mug and bean. And even from a foodie perspective, how excited can we get about mug and bean? But what they did was is they created, I call it like three perfect components. Mm. One, enough information to satisfy my media curiosity about what their new menu is going to be about. But then they also reinvented the when the menu. They reinvented the menu with this little mm. fine dining flourish and a little sense of humor, which kept us entertained and the food was really great as well. And then there's just that X factor. You think, I've got the knowledge, I've been entertained. There wasn't a hard sales pitch mm. and they really did actually they didn't change the food, they reinvented it. Mm. They had like a hash brown, but because they were miniature versions, a hash brown with a quail egg. Now, where on earth do you see yourself getting a quail's egg? egg? Mm. Unless it was Colin Cowie at <laughs> Megan. <laughs> but that to me was the perfect launch. Right. Um, I have actually been to launches where I just tell my friends, I'm sick of this and I'm leaving because yeah. they preach, preach, preach. And yeah. I think I could be at home. Mm. Drinking box wine yes. instead of listening, <laughs> listening to them talk. Yeah, so yeah. I think it. I think it, what we've got from this is that it's all about the guest experience, and mm. it's something even Colin touched on. Yeah. It's like people remember they, and he's always said it, and I don't know how many times I've heard it come out of right, his mouth right. because I've heard him speak quite a bit. But people remember the way you make them feel. Hundred percent. And I think as event planners, wedding planners, you need to make sure your guests are going to remember the way you make them 100 percent yeah um i just want to touch on the aesthetics like we've 
address the experience, which is great. But um, the in terms of the aesthetics, I mean, last week's um, Colin Cow event, that theme was <laughs> awesome. I don't know if you've ever actually been to Fox when it's not done up. It is. Bear and bear. Yeah, rustic. Uh, we, oh, we rustic did a site visit with, with our students. Rustic and, uh, being kind. Yeah. Oh. And, that, and the one, one of the girls actually, when we did the site visit, she, she said, Carly's bringing Colin here. Yeah. <laughs> they were yeah, horrified. It's, yeah, it's quite literally a very big shack. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's, a, very it's a very, very big shack. Um, so, so in terms of bringing a theme across, um, and I'm sure you've seen it because again, you've attended quite a few functions. Um, la- last week for me was maybe one of the first times I've seen, of, and you know, I've done functions before and I've seen corporate functions before. Um, but I've seen a theme done so well, but again, it's not so sickening because I find that sometimes in people do a theme it can be very kitsch or mm. overdone or you know you There's just just tasteless too much like in. yeah like it's just the levels and which elements you decide mm. to con- concentrate on and last week was done really really well i mean it was this industrial chic and it was literally top to bottom and you know from and furniture all the old to, tires yeah yeah you know <gasps> tires all the furniture that was chosen like how you do the the, the conference seating all of that kind of thing that really did make a difference what do you find or what would you advise event organizers in terms of of theme and how to do it right? And perhaps maybe you can give us feedback on last week. But I'm really interested in, you know, giving other event organizers an idea that when you choose a theme, how do you do it right so that people can really enjoy it? I think you touched on it perfectly. Um, the one thing that I do find is a lot of times people throw a lot of money at decor, which is going to be wasted. Mm. And I find that offensive. Other times they do a half-assed idea of taking, like, the country's flag and sticking in a cupcake. And I think <laughs> so really no. that's for a six-year-old's per party. Mm. That's not for a diplomatic launch. But I actually find when it comes to themes is try and avoid being literal. Mm. Reference, pay homage, um, try and bring elements. But, I mean, if it's like, just say, for example, a picnic by the sea, you don't have to have that blue crinkle paper coming oh. everywhere. You can have it reflected on the plate. I went to a launch with the Greek embassy the other day, and they popped up their banners. And this was at the Radisson Blue. There was nothing that vaguely referenced Greek cuisine. And I thought for the starters, they had a salmon on a rusty. They could have just as well had tapas. Mm. They mm. had a beef main. Well, why not have lamb? Because that's what the Greeks that's are famous it. for. And dessert was a chocolate mousse. And I just thought, well, you could have taken a bucket of a cheesecake. Yes. And I can't say that, I, I will say, the food was faultless. I'm not faulting the food. It's just. But I thought subtle little changes like that makes your guests feel honored and mm. amuses people. And sometimes I hate literal things. So if you find a subtle way of reinterpreting things, I think, ah, oh, this is what they're trying mm. to do. It doesn't need to look like a playground, but it doesn't have to look like it's a tourist convention either. Mm. But even having said that, I think if you ca- it's more about how you make people feel. Mm. Um, and I think either go big or go home. Mm. Do it properly. Do it properly. That You know, I, I can't even drive that enough. You know, like when Carly first sold the idea to us, we were all just like, okay, again, one more time. Like, what, yeah, like, what do you want to do? Poor dad, shame. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what do you want to and, and And it's great. But, you know, it's either you go big or you go home because if you do it right – then it lands yeah. and people appreciate it. And what I loved about last week is that the event kept on growing. You'd turn in a corner and you'd be like, oh, oh, of course. Why would, uh, 
Definitely, that makes sense. But you know, you don't have to, like you're saying, the the literal um, things and the obvious mm. things. And you think get... about it. Last week, it was very African. Mm. We had marimba bands. We had gumbu dancers. We've all seen it in South Africa, right? But it's how it was. How, and how, how much how, of it? And you don't, not thrown and vomited in your mm. face type thing, but literally. it was literally yes. just. <laughs> <laughs> but it's you. T- it was just touches of it, and yeah. it really made an effect on people. Talking about that with the gumboot dancers and also with the fire dancers, what I really was impressed with that is it wasn't made out to be a feature. Everybody come and watch the gumboot dancers mm. while you're getting tea. Oh. There were gumboot dancers, so if you wanted to watch, watch. If you didn't want to, you didn't Move have on. to. Yes. But little things like that add interest but you don't have to schedule people come look at the gumboot dancers mm. it's not like a yeah. taking kids to the park yeah mm. which I, I appreciate so much so often we're forced you know when you're attending a function you're forced to kind of go with whatever the planner has like done or whatever they've arranged give people options to do mm. other stuff that's not strict to the part that, and, and, and what I loved about last, last week was that People came for the content and for the talk and for the conference. And that's the part where people paid attention and they mm-hmm. kept quiet. And all the other times, you were left to kind of your own devices. You had options. You could be entertained. Mm-hmm. You could find alcohol. You could find food. You could, you know, socialize mm-hmm. with people, whatever. There are options. Give people options to do because people have other stuff to do. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's tough going to a conference where I don't have a second to myself. I'm yeah. forced to go this and watch this and do this. And, and some, like I'm, sometimes I'm just, I'm not interested. And even it comes down to the way people were seated. Mm. You know, it was very casual seating. Mm. Um, so if you wanted to sit with your laptop on your, on your lap you could have mm. you know not that i don't think many people did because the, the speakers were engaging but hey you know people's busy, lives are busy to be out of the office the whole day yeah. is, is a mission yeah um and then i just want i know i've got so much okay well, and we literally yeah are i know time. i know how I know. much time do we have <laughs> we've got another Sec- five minutes yeah, okay. and then we're an, on an hour um but then i also wanted to touch on you know colin car we spoke about who was a brilliant speaker and you know we cannot thank you enough Kylie, for bringing him out but you know he really touched on like the caliber of events that he does. Mm. Unashamedly. And I mean, and I mean, uh, Gareth, with Gareth being our MC, I mean, he even at one stage, he just, he was like, you actually can't even begin to fathom what he produces 100%. and the amount of money that goes into it. And that's where David, when he touched on, actually in South Africa, we have a, an incredible amount of talent because we have, we don't have those type of budgets, but we still put on world class functions. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And that's, and that's what I wanted to ask you, Edward. Obviously you've again attended many, many functions and, what I, I mean, I mean, Colin Cowie deals with tens of millions of dollars. One? It was twenty-five uh, million dollars. Twenty-five million dollars. <laughs> we even, we, we did the calculation, function. and it was just like, how do you say that? I felt you, like I was Zuma talking. You, you know what I mean? And it's, it's just, it's. It's a lot. And in South Africa, there's not many weddings that go over a million rand. Yeah. There's not many functions, even with, um, you know, year ends or launches or whatever, where they spend over one million rands. So in terms of caliber, yes, of course, he, you know, you know, if you've got enough money, you can make anything look beautiful. You can pretty much do anything with money. But in your experience, of course, his caliber is at a different level. But South African events in general and the caliber of where we are, in comparison to what people are doing with bigger budgets. What's your opinion? I don't like people wasting money, Mm. but if you've got the money to burn and it's your income bracket, by all means, go for it. But I think if everything is done in good taste, that is what people remember. And I'll give you a classic example with Edith Fenter when she did Playing for Pink. Mm. 
over the top. She had a mob squad with Miss South Africa finalists marching, stormtrooping through the field. Shortly after, she did another launch for one of the Nelson Mandela Foundations, and that was just cucumber sandwiches and mint-infused water. <laughs> it wasn't over the top. It wasn't lavish. I know somebody said a couple of snippy things, and I think you forget what the tone of the occasion mm. is. It's on mm. Nelson Mandela's legacy. And obviously, Edith Fenton is not going to do anything unless it's going to, like, impress. Really? So I thought you don't need a lot of money to make. And let's look at the Gupta wedding in the Sun City. Hey. No amount of money can buy you taste or class. Right. So I think it's a question mm. of what the occasion is. One thing I would like to recommend to event planners, mm. save money by not printing your logo on everything. Because I get, re- except for those gorgeous Kali Kawi um, water oh. bottles and mm-hmm. <laughs> the bags. bags. <laughs> But all too often, Oops, I find it's once in a lifetime. Once in, that I wear with pride. <laughs> yeah. But all too often, I go to really great launches. I give really great goodie bags, and then they go and mar it by putting their logo. Mm. And I'm quite a sentimental person, mm. so if you give me something as a gesture of goodwill or goodie bag, if I really love it, I always remember who gave it to me. Mm. But if I've got to pull out that bag with a logo, it's pulled out with resentment. So that is like my one tip that I'd say to event planners: yeah. you don't have to brand everything. Yeah, or be strategic on where you brand it. I went yeah. somewhere and they actually branded everything on the inside, so people could still like the bag. That's fabulous. That's was, a nice it was idea. a shop. It was a shopping bag. Yeah, and I mean, you know, shopping bags now we buy. So it was a shopping bag, and the, all of the branding was on the inside, on the bottom, on the inside, on the handle, everything. But it was all places discreet. where people couldn't see. Yeah, mm. very, very discreet. Sure, I think. That's a, it yeah, enough, I mean, we were. We, we, <laughs> we said I'm half an hour. We're on like nearly an hour. <laughs> When you're having fun. So I mean it was it was awesome having you in studio. It was awesome having you at our function and it was I mean it was I think everyone from at that function was blown away. Um the ne- people are saying, When is the next one? I'm like, I don't know if my budget can quite <laughs> quite handle that. But um Edward, thank you so much for joining us and it was absolute pleasure having you in studio and we look forward to, to having you more in studio. I look forward to that even more as well. Thank you both. Fabulous. Thanks so much. Did it really go into an hour? That was quick. Sorry, just like as we ah. kept talking, I was like, oh, 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 and, and, so that and, was an and. hour. There yeah. you go. Oh, that Bang. was perfect. Oh, that was great though. fun. That was good. It didn't feel too... So what we'll do is once we've got the, the podcast, we'll send you the link and then you can... When do you think you'll have it podcasted? It'll probably be Later tomorrow. today. Later oh, today. Tomorrow. Can we get somebody just to like do a quick 10-second... Yes. Video. Mm. Um, what we do? Ten second or a minute. I don't yeah. know. I think maybe. Wait, do you want me to? Should we do it here in the studio? I think or? Do it. Let's do it here so it looks like we're recording it. Sure. Live. I'm thinking. Oh, that was so much fun. Thank you. It re- you really did actually make it a lot of fun. Thanks. Um, because you know what it is? I always say that I don't want people to, you know, the same dread. People dread weddings. When people hear weddings, there is a dread feeling. Especially for the bridesmaids. <sighs> you know, so I, I always say the, the, the conversation is so, it's, I want it to be easy for people to follow. Even if they weren't at a function or if they're not doing a wedding. Well, I want people to be favor. easy, yes. easy to follow. Can you do a recording of just us pretending to be recording? Like video wise. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And I think from... <laughs> That would be like perfect. Okay. What are we going to say? I think we've got to mention. Let me just close the door. Actually, 
I'm Carly from SS School of Weddings. We are on Cliff Central, Wedding Central, blah, 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 blah. Okay, fab. Um, talking to Josie Star. Okay. Um, and actually, throw that influencer thing in. I'll just put this on. <laughs> You're going to put your earphones on. Oh! Maybe not throw the influencer because I just got to piss people off, which is why I do it. Um, <laughs> Get a reaction. All my social media friends call them influ- I'm an influencer. And I said, you and your 22 friends and a dog. <laughs> of course you're an influencer. Are you putting your ones on? Oh, yes, I should. Hey. Mm. And then also it hides my bald spot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Um, actually, hilarious. What questions should we ask? Um, oh, actually, say. Is your event worth attending? No. Thank you, something. What, just what? pause it. Is it, pa- is it. You don't have to pause because I'll just crop it. Oh, uh, okay. Pause for like 10 minutes. Um, what is the best quick? Because I want something that will get people to listen. Um, what about like um, you've attended a lot of events? What is How your... to get me to leave your function? Or yeah. is that too controversial? No, that's perfect. Okay, yeah. you can maybe if that. you, you say something, it. Edward, you go to so many events all the time. I'm going to say, I hope you're not implying I'm an event whore. <laughs> you, uh, you're, you said it. And you can, you can say, well, you're going to these kind okay. of events. What is the quickest way to get you to, to, leave. to come or go to okay. an event? Okay. So who's doing an intro? I'll do the intro. Okay. And then you can okay. ask. Okay, cool. Let's get our angles right. <laughs> Ooh, right. Just watch that we don't break it. <laughs> okay. Welcome to Wedding Central with myself, Carly de Villiers. And myself, and Dombi Dafo. We've got the fabulous Edward Chamberlain Bell from Josie Style in studio. And we're talking all things to do with being a guest at a wedding and the actual experience of being a guest at the wedding. Yeah, and an event. and, and An event, yeah. Yeah, and events. Um, Edward, a lot of your job comprises of you attending gazillions of, we- of <laughs> events. Conscience. You know what I mean? I think, is it like every day? You sound like an event whore. <laughs> well, you said it, not me. <laughs> but what is the quickest way, do you think, um, people can actually get you to leave a function? Like, you know? The quickest way to get me to leave your function is basically to bore me to death. Is <laughs> unlike the Colin Cowie as good as gold event, where literally I was thrilled from beginning to end with unexpected surprises. I think yeah. that was just the perfect, perfect event for me to go to. Why, thank you. <laughs> and thank you for inviting me to hey. Cliff Central. <laughs> Thanks for coming. We enjoyed having you. Cliffcentral.com.